0: What is going on, folks? This is the big dudes in the trenches. I am Doug. Here is Bug, and here is Tug, as promised, all three of us, in the flesh.
1: I, also, I, am, sad. I am sad again.
0: That's good. The <laughs> show goes better when you're sad. It's become your natural state of
2: being all of a sudden. you, you You're like Icarus. You flew too close to the sun, and your wings melted.
0: So I, I don't know if the, I, don't, I don't know if the show is better when you're sad. It's more off the rails and more unhinged, which makes it more fun for me personally. I'm going to take it as a win. Also, uh, on this episode of What Pisses Me Off, to start off the show, why do bluegrass artists only tour in Tennessee and North Carolina? Come to Kentucky, damn it! It's the place okay. where bluegrass started.
1: I, I was going to say because not really many other why, people are interested. Yeah, why are, are they not coming to Kentucky? Kentucky? That is. <laughs> i'm talking about bluegrass yeah i'm artists surprised kentucky isn't like... in Lexington. yeah no we're with you now oh my gosh oh you, you didn't have me and then House you said kentucky, kentucky not and then i was Uber with you two. yeah well stop one it starts and ends there i know i know loop back around do kentucky <laughs> again
2: <laughs> it should start and end in kentucky it's the bluegrass yeah. it's not because of the actual grass Right, I mean, it might be because of the grass. There is, you know, I mean, Kentucky it's partially because of things. the
0: grass, but it's wait, also wait, wait. A little.
2: Grass. I thought the blue Actually, grass
1: came from Boise.
0: That's blue turf. That's different. Yeah, and that's, that's blue. Where Astro you grow turf. potatoes.
2: Blue astroturf, Your favorite.
0: <laughs> anyway, I want to go to some bluegrass concerts, and none of them are playing Kentucky for some godforsaken reason. It's unreal. This is a sure sign the US is failing.
1: Thank you, this, this is Joe Biden. Yeah, 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 that's that's what happened there.
2: <laughs> but hey, the economy isn't awful for everybody because yeah. Jimbo Fisher yeah. is getting $77 million. Oh God,
1: the economy failed everyone here. All right,
0: so two points here. First of all, when I researched this, I accidentally typed Jumbo Fisher, and it was a way better experience. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> second of all, uh, I just found out that Jimbo Fisher's buyout is more than what the entire American Athletic Conference and Conference USA made in ticket revenue across all sports combined last year, <laughs> uh, which was a very nice total of sixty-nine million dollars. Nice. Right. Thank We're... you at Matt Brown EP on X for that information.
2: Where is the, the graphic showing how much more his buyout is compared to everybody else's? Did we put that in our Discord? I don't know. I feel
1: like, like I've seen it so it many times. Say, it's at like, least $50 more. or more. I, I have it is about like
0: 50 something million. Gus Malzahn yeah. used to be the highest buyout. Like $21 20, mil? Yeah. And wow. uh, Jimbo's getting about almost seventy eight, But he's a $77 million man. It, I, however you round it, some people have said 77, even uh, this tweet says 77, five, whatever it is, the best job in the entire country is failed
1: power five football coach. This proven time and again, look, can I, can I just say, how baller is it to be so bad at your job? They're paying you $77 million to not do it anymore.
2: Dude, right. That's, that's the peak <laughs> we should. Right. I'm, I'm jealous. Honestly, we do need a pie chart. <laughs> Keep it away from Jumbo Fisher though cuz he's already jumbo. We don't need him to be wombo. <laughs> but if we go I to the next slide,
1: you Google this now.
0: Jumbo Fisher was not the only coach let go. Andy Avalos was also <laughs> let go. <laughs> not the 77 million dollar man, more like the 77,000 dollar man. Uh, he will probably get another coordinator job somewhere. Honestly, would love this hire. For USC. If Andy Avalos leads their defense, I could see that working out pretty well. Yeah. I don't
2: I don't think this Boise State team is bad either. That's but somebody had to go because things right. just are it, it's really a situation where things are not bouncing their way and they, they need to get their bound to flush here.
1: So so this started last year. Their offense was absolutely atrocious to start the season. He convinced them last year to move on from the OC. He said, Hey, that change will be enough. That change was in fact not enough. You only get one of those. You can't fire the D.C., especially when you're the defensive mind at the head coach. That's it. You're next. He fired the quarterback last year, too, and he went to Louisiana. He so. fired the coach. Quarterbacks, quarterback said, <laughs> fuck you. There's a difference.
0: Same thing. Speaking
1: of quarterbacks <laughs> getting fired.
0: Well, no. Actually, Go next on. we're going to move on to Chuck <laughs> Priori, the $7,700 man. Uh, God, now, to man. be fair, to be fair, Chuck Priori led Stony Brook since 2006. The man's been there a very long time. Four straight Big South Conference titles. Yes, Big South Conference with a team in Long Island. Uh, but that was... It is a Big South. The most recent of them was 2012. They were on a downward trend, 0-10 this year. You couldn't stick with Priori. He's also in his mid-60s. I could see yeah. him just retiring from the game at this point. Honestly, maybe a better lacrosse coach than a football coach in his day. Maybe he goes back to some of that. That'd be very fun. Uh, but, yeah, that's the third of our head coach firings this week. It's It was a very difficult week. Uh, but before we get to the next one, we have to make a pit <laughs> stop. The $77 man, Mike Jurkic, <laughs> the offensive coordinator for Penn State, was let go.
2: Former oh offensive God. coordinator
0: Penn State. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Former hey, quarterbacks hey. coach at Ohio
0: State, and then Penn State found out, oh, wait, that was Ryan Day doing all that.
1: Hey, Penn State, I heard uh, Brian Ferencz is looking for a job.
0: <laughs> hey, Mike, I heard
1: the Iowa OC job is open. <laughs> <laughs> they, too, have no quarterbacks.
0: Oh, man. One more firing to get through here, though. Uh, Zach Arnett was let go from Mississippi State Bulldogs. (laughs) Yes, this is harsh. Yes, it is true. (laughs) He encapsulates the ideal of the 77-cent man.
1: (laughs) Look, all I'm saying is, and I know it's a joke, but somebody's already out there campaigning for Dan Mullins to return to Mississippi State. I doubt
0: that, because in reality, they would be looking to hire Dan Mullen, singular,
1: okay, and not fair with an enough.
0: S on the end of it. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> and yes, I've seen several people calling for that. No, Mississippi State was put in a really bad situation. Uh, yeah. Zach Arnett was basically the only guy they could turn to in that moment yep. of need, and it turns out, he was not ready. Uh, sucks to be Zach Arnett at the moment and sucks for Mississippi State, that they basically have to rebuild entirely because everyone lost faith in the program.
1: That's it, it, brutal. Yeah.
0: And honestly, not his fault to, for the most part, but it's on him, so he's gone.
1: He's he's going to get another shot somewhere at some point. He's just make a couple of coordinator stops first.
0: The Nick Saban School school of, of Coaching Coach Rehabilitation, Rehabilitation is, comes calling. Uh, he could be... Very well could be a defensive analyst for, senior, at Alabama for a couple of years. defensive analyst. Junior. Junior <laughs> analyst. <laughs> He'll be a grad assistant at Alabama for a couple oh of years. Oh, God. Seasons.
1: He goes back to school for it.
0: <laughs> uh, but we're not done yet. Before we get into the game picks, one coach that will never be fired. The 77, more billion dollar man.
1: Yes. <laughs> more
2: very <laughs> kill. Love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: They're, the Aggies have won eight games oh, for the first God, time since this. 1965. Jerry Kill is the goat. Uh, also,
2: so fucking awesome, man!
0: I told you guys I had a really bad bit before this. This was the bit, so <laughs> I wanted to pray the rosary for Jerry Kill. So you have to sort. You have to, of course, you have to start with the sign of the cross, pistols. <laughs> And then recite the Our Ball Coach, who art in Las Cruces. God damn it. Hallowed be thy plays. <laughs> and then recite Three Hail Jerrys.
2: <laughs> oh my god, Why?
1: Of all people, I thought you would love this, like, as it's happening. <laughs> Look, to think Texas Tech had him, or was it TCU? Who who fired their coach, and he was the interim, and they just let him walk after that? Was that Tech or oh. TCU?
0: <laughs> it was TCU. Oh.
2: In fairness, I don't think he wanted to say. Like, we're being right. completely honest. <laughs> Like <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. Are you sure? sure? Oh jeez, oh jeez, hey, Rick. Hey,
1: Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hail Jerry, hail Jerry, hail hey, Jerry. <laughs> I broke him again. Hail hey, Jerry,
0: beard full of grays. All right, <laughs> we gotta, You we gotta go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's, let's move it. Duh, rules. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the way we do our previews and reviews, we talk about games. Uh, Crazy concept. So we talk about every single rank versus rank (laughs) matchup, every single rivalry matchup, every single week. And then on top of that, because we can't get enough football, we talk about even more games, and we get bonus points if we pick good ones. And then in the reviews, we also have more games sometimes because it's football, and it's incredible, and we love it. That's basically how this goes. Uh, we've only gone to a poll on X twice this season. But if it does happen, follow us at BDT football and vote in those polls. It would help I'm us starting to much. think
1: I'm way too nice to y'all because I'm the only one who gets thrown to X. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's also felt realistic. At least uh, every time that we've done it, it's been like, is that's really debatable. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm currently in the lead, but not by much.
1: Done uh, it. Done it.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that holds up this week. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, rank versus rank matchups. <laughs> Of course, we are now using the college football playoff rankings and the stats perform FCS top 25. Uh, The FCS playoff committee doesn't put out a top 25, so we we use the next best thing, one of the polls that they use to determine the playoff uh, bracket. Uh, Starting us off here, number one, South Dakota State at number 22, Youngstown State, South Dakota State, dominates
1: showing why they are the number one team in the nation. Yeah. I think this is probably this is the first
2: time in about 2 weeks where they've actually dominated somebody. Uh so yeah, once again showing why they're the number one team of the nation, but they they had some real tests and I I was expecting this one to be uh similar, especially with the way Youngstown state has been playing at home this year and it just yeah. it, it wasn't and they sure did talk a good
0: game beforehand. The Penguins, that is, saying the Jackrabbits were nothing special. You know they they played a re- pretty regular defense. Uh, that's
1: yeah, that's that's fair. But they're really good at playing yeah. that regular defense.
0: That's the problem. <laughs> you have to be able to score on that regular ass defense, and uh, they didn't. So bad look for them. South Dakota State moves to ten and zero now, and has clinched the Missouri Valley conference title and one of the automatic qualifiers, the FCS playoffs, even though they wouldn't have needed it, they'd be in anyway. but it's the rabbits.
1: They're inevitable. It, it's, it's nice to get that auto qualifier going into week 11.
0: Right. Uh, one more week to go in the FCS season. Doesn't even matter. You're already in next up here. Number three, Michigan Wolverines at number 10, Penn state. Game looked startlingly similar to the Penn State-Ohio State game. Just this one happened to be in-state college. 24-15 is your final score for the Wolverines. But, yeah, it was a garbage time score for Penn State again. Penn State is squarely in the number three spot in the Big Ten. And with the additions of Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, they might be slipping even further.
2: Are they so? Are they seven and two then?
1: Yes, they Penn State's eight eight
2: and two. two. two? Okay,
1: no, he doesn't update the uh records after the week so we could see where they were. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Um, look, I it was actually a decent game for most of it. Penn State let Michigan get away with it. My one thing in this though is my god, what are they doing up in Michigan? Their interim head coach was damn near crying in the post game presser as if
2: it sounded like Jim Harbaugh died. Like yeah. if you had if you woke up from a coma and just saw like if you woke up from a coma and you obviously couldn't watch the game because I I know they were talking about how Jim Harbaugh was suspended, but if you woke up and the first thing you turn on the TV is that interview, you're opening your phone to read Jim Harbaugh's obituary.
1: Yeah. So there's there's no other way around it. But no. as his destiny, the Big 10 East comes down to the game in 2 weeks. Doug, I got to ask
0: you okay with yeah.
2: I, I got to ask you if if Ohio State loses the game this year, is that it for Ryan Day? Because sure he might he he might have bought him some grace on the last two with this whole with this cheating scandal coming out from Michigan. <laughs> but then to come into this next one and Jim Harbaugh is not even allowed to coach the game.
1: I personally think Jim Harbaugh will be on the sideline for that game. So that's very
0: probable. Yeah. With the temporary restraining order that the university filed. Uh, What is also true is that fans have been calling for Ryan days head for the last two years anyway. Yeah. Uh, It would be really tough to justify bringing him back when they, if they lose a third year in a row now with no excuses at all. Like I understand Kyle McCord is, this is his first year starting, but he's actually played pretty dang well well and is up there statistically alongside, if not better than JJ McCarthy as the best quarterback in the big 10, just nobody's talking about it that way. You can't lean on that at all. So, it kind of depends on what happens after the game, right? If Ohio State makes the playoff again and wins, he's safe. But if we come out and stink it up in the Orange Bowl against Louisville, for example, as some people have us projected going to, should we lose the game? Yeah, I don't know that there's a
2: great path to recovery for Ryan Day. The only reason I think I I would buy any stock in this restraining order, meaning a lick of shit, is because it's against the Big Ten and not the NCAA. Because if it was the NCAA, they'd be like, all right, cool, we're going to get this resolved tomorrow so we can fuck you more, just like they've done with other teams. And I don't know, players who received money from somebody or, you know, got donations back when they were in fucking junior high and then couldn't play because, you know, they received money from a donor at some point. First of I mean, all, lick of shit sounds awful. Second of all, they'll be filing it in, in the state
0: of Michigan where judges are elected and they all went to the University of Michigan. Correct. So they're going to grant it. It's just about the appeal process. But the appeal process takes longer than it takes to coach these games.
1: It'll take yeah, it'll take longer than two weeks to get an appeal heard. Which at that point, why even file the appeal? That's why I we've talked about this. I have my tinfoil cap on for for this one they suspended him on Fridays that way they could not get it in by Saturday but I fully expect that the Big Ten expected the TRO but wanted to look like they were doing something my little tinfoil cap sitting there on uh, I'm there's serious, nothing serious fucking tinfoil
2: one. cap about it at all. That's exactly what they fucking did.
1: No, but I think it was more intentional. I don't think it was actually like, oh, we're going to suspend him. It was, Hey, we're going to ease the rest of the conference.
2: you fucking think because they're going to let him coach during the fucking week anyway. Well, that, they never that, expected him to
1: not be able to coach to not be be right. sitting out this next game. I, again, this is why I'm sitting here and everyone else is freaking out. Like, you and I, like, we all might see the truth, but everyone else is freaking out that this is unprecedented. Uh, the Big Ten never punishes any coach before before the NCAA comes out, and I'm sitting there going, "That that's great and all. That's not a punishment. They gave him a day off. And I'll be honest with you, it would not surprise me if he's sitting there somehow phoned into the headset Helping them out too, which I know would also be highly illegal, but clearly Michigan doesn't care.
0: At this point, I hope that's what happens because it would be extra
2: illegal. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> did did you see the alleged uh Biff Pogie, uh comments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Did we? Yeah.
0: Is that where I saw? I it? was oh, like, I was, I was like, man, you don't. You don't buy wholeheartedly
2: the honorable Biff Pogey? No, we were talking about Biff Pogey, talk, talking it specifically about Charlotte. That's what it was. I don't think we talked about what he said. I mean, I
0: think that we did. Let's let's. I think this has been beaten to death by several other outlets. My stance has always been fuck the team up north. That's not going to change, regardless of the outcome of any investigation. Or anything. So, let's just
2: move on. I want to beat the shit out of them. Okay, so Uh, let's move on and talk about Penn State. How fucking long are they going to let James Franklin continue (laughs) to lose big games? Like, Tug, I think you can stop with the Brian Kelly questions and hate.
1: It needs to all be shifted to James Franklin. Hold hold on, hold on. Penn State has never been at the – they might think they are. They might want to be. They are not at the level of Ohio State and Michigan. If that is consistently their only two losses in the season, and barring, what was it, 2020 and 2021, that is the case that it has been for Penn State. I'm not going to knock James Franklin for that. He rebuilt this program from nothing. They took everything away after that whole Joe Paw situation, deservedly so. And he has rebuilt this program. They're not. You guys keep telling me how Air Force never to move on from Troy because of what Troy does there. Penn State's, yeah, they want to be on the same level as Michigan and Ohio State, but they're not. If those are your only two losses, he's one in all
0: time. Seventh all time in the NCAA in wins. Seventh all time in bowl game win percentage. Eleventh out of any team in NCAA history in consensus All Americans seventh all-time in NFL draft picks Penn State has a history of very high level success they are not okay with being number three ever
2: and they are this one has in been going 12, on for too long one in 12 against top five teams under James Franklin they haven't
0: like, beaten Ohio State since 2016. they're not okay with this
1: I get it what I'm saying is I don't see them moving on from him be and again a lot of it comes down to what he has been able to build that program after all of their sanctions. Is uh, that
0: really on James Franklin, or is that a little bit on Bill O'Brien? It might I mean, be a little like, bit,
1: it, but you're right. It might be a little bit on on Bill O'Brien. There might be some because he started it. James Franklin, as far as all the Penn State faithful are concerned, is the dude who brought them back. A lot of those stats, yeah, you brought a lot up of those true. faithful those...
0: are now. A lot of those faithful are now calling for them to move on because James Franklin can't get it done.
1: And to answer your question, uh, we already talked about how much time he has left. We just saw it with Boise State. First year, you can buy some time by calling for the firing of your offensive coordinator. The next year, you don't fix it. It's your head on the line. That's
0: That's true. That's true. That's a potential way to look at this. I'm just
1: saying, I feel like that administration sees what he has done for that program. And while he hasn't brought them to new heights, yes, you are not one of the what? Three teams out of the Big Ten that have gone to the out of the Big Ten East that have gone to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that doesn't sit well with them. I get that they want to be number one or to number two. They want to be in there with the conversation. The fact of the matter is, Doug, and a lot of a lot of what you had just brought up is holdover from before the sanctions. Right. Okay. Set- okay, but here's
0: here's another element though, and I think you should consider this too. If the twelve team playoff had been in place since 2014, yep. Penn State would have been in like six times. And they're sick and tired of being the also ran, and they're so damn close every year, they cannot get over the hump. And there there is I, something to be said for being get it. at the peak of the hill. Right. And if if that's the if that's all that Penn State's willing to Correct. spend on their program is ten wins worth of money, then what so be it. But that's not the way they spend money. So they're they're expecting
1: and there comes a time to get over the hump eventually. There comes a time where you do have to move on. What I am saying is Yes, I do think James Franklin, unless he gets a Big Ten championship, a legit Big Ten championship, yes, his time is running out. However, I don't think he's as bad or overrated as people think he is. Penn State is not Consistently, I'll say top ten in recruiting classes. They're kind of sitting there and they're top twenty-five. Don't get me wrong, but as far as I know, and Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you know this, they're not usually a top ten recruiting program. So he's developing these guys. Basically That's a from behind
0: tough distinction. I don't know if they're top ten consistently or not. I know they are. I know they're 20 top twenty-five every year, but. But what I, at least top 15 the vast majority of the time.
1: But when number two, number three, number two to five is consistently Ohio State-Michigan. Well, here's the thing, that's though. You're competing Michigan, that's, that's Michigan what has saying. not
0: been. Michigan has been below Penn State for the vast majority of the years. James Franklin has been there in recruiting. And now Michigan's whooping their asses every year just the same way Ohio State is. Ohio State's competing in recruiting alone. Ohio State's recruiting on the playing field of Georgia and Alabama. All right. When there's nobody in the Big 10 recruits at level yeah. of Ohio State.
1: When when did Michigan start kicking Penn State's ass? Is it 2021.
0: Um I don't know that off the top of my head.
1: The reason I asked it because now you need to look at that because it has not been consistently I mean, That's where you're coming. Yeah, it has not been that Michigan has consistently beat Penn State. It's that a ranked Michigan has consistently beat Penn State. There there well, is a distinction another thing, there.
0: Another thing to consider. Uh, current win streak is three for Michigan.
1: 2021.
0: But they they were back and forth before then. It wasn't like either side was dominating.
1: But it it wasn't necessarily that james franklin was taking hits there like the the record everyone talks about is james franklin's record against ranked opponents and i think that's probably a more a more valid argument but
2: i would say too if you are penn state and you're considering moving on from james franklin keep in mind you're considering moving on from a coach who by and large wins and isn't I mean, it's a nine-point loss. It's not. It's not a one-possession game. Like there's still work to be done, and you did it. You lost this one at home, but if you move on from a coach who wins, who are you going to get to fill that spot that you know is going to be better on day one? And I think that's the biggest thing that they have to fucking grapple with. Jimbo Fisher.
0: <laughs> I I know a guy who just became available as a national
1: championship <laughs> pedigree. And I, he'll take a cheap contract because he's already getting paid. You know what?
2: Hey, I will be honest. I fully right. believe that half of Jimbo Fisher's problems not to you know reopen this can of worms, but it's all the Penn State donor not Penn State, Texas AM donors are like yeah, the
1: boosters. hey,
2: we just you know we're giving this dude five million dollars to play football here. Why isn't he on the field? Yeah. I right. I if I'm Jimbo Fisher, I'm blasting the media with this shit for the rest of the fucking season going into recruiting season to make sure nobody wants that fucking job. But to
0: go back to the recruiting question, I Uh see in in James Franklin's era, there have been two top 10 classes and only one outside of the top 20. So they're, they're consistently that six to 15 range. (laughs)
1: No, they're consistently (laughs) that 11 to 15 range. They had that one six. You can't call that one six.
0: They had two sixes. I thought you said they were
1: one top 10.
0: Nope, they had two top 10 and one below the top 20. Anyway, that's way too fucking long on a game that was not even that close, really. We didn't even talk about the game. (laughs)
2: There's really not much to talk about. Michigan won.
0: Blake Corum scored all the touchdowns that there are. Next up, number 10, North Dakota at number 6, South Dakota. Battling for the Setting bowl trophy. South Dakota won this in a defensive battle, as we all basically said would happen. 14 to 10 for the Coyotes.
2: And Tuck fucked up a perfect board because he had mm-hmm. to be different. Mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. the
1: path. And then I they turned the game on, so all the Penn State fans were wearing white, and I went, ah, oh, fuck.
0: Actually, it was striped. So that was, was white and then blue and then white and then blue. Okay, but so I, I know called, you did see the path. It just happened to be a wide open path for Blake Corum to run through. Yeah, facts. this is the wrong kind of path. Yeah, I mean, I'm
2: also unfortunately,
1: <laughs> he saw the path too.
2: I, I just I can't. Right. As much as you rip Brian Kelly for not winning big games, going with James Franklin in a big game.
1: That so me Ugh. picking Penn State there was more about the turmoil going on in the Michigan locker room there than, than it was about Penn State. But now that we I see that stop. Michigan's a Yeah, now that I see that Michigan's a cult.
0: (laughs) Number 11, Southern Illinois. At number 12, North Dakota State. Uh, Yeah, North Dakota State finally put a couple of things together. Southern Illinois really doesn't look like the same team on the road as they do at home,
2: unfortunately. It looked good for the first quarter. First quarter was great. It was great football.
1: Fortunately, there are four quarters of football. (laughs) There are four
2: quarters of football.
1: (laughs)
0: That usually brings teams down when they don't play the rest of the quarters of football.
1: Oh, that happened to one of my games.
0: That's that's unfortunate when it (laughs) happens. Uh, Next up, number eighteen, Utah at number five, Washington. A really good back and forth game. Washington got one more stop than Utah did.
1: Washington's starting to scare me though. This is another game where they have been within a one possession where they should have really taken control. Um. Yeah, Washington's starting to scare me with how much they're kind of flirting with disaster.
2: This is the Pac twelve beating up on itself. This is this is yeah. what everybody talks about. And even oh, though and Utah, it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, even though Utah is, you know, verifiably not a good team, it is objectively a team of backups. They're still really fucking good and they play really fucking hard.
0: Next up, number thirteen, Tennessee at number fourteen, Missouri. You know what?
2: I resent that you put an X over Memphis cuz they won their game even though my pick turned into Tennessee. Yeah. I resent that you didn't just change yeah. it to Tennessee there. Tough. <laughs> yeah, but you picked Memphis
0: in this game versus of Tennessee versus Missouri and you lost your pick. So it it's factually correct. Missouri won 36 to 7. Bug, you want to explain what happened here with your (laughs) shenanigans? So,
2: what was awesome was I I needed to watch one play and see which way either team was going. And the best part about it was Missouri was going towards the south end zone, the good end zone for them, which meant they would end the game going towards the north end zone, which the game needs to be closed for that to be a factor. And I couldn't really, you know, wait until the fourth quarter and be like, you know what? They're going towards the north end zone. I'm still going to take Tennessee. Like, that'd have been, I would have, but. In fairness, I did it early in the game. And what was perfect is they're going towards the south end zone and they throw a pick. I was like, that was the best play of the game for me to fucking watch. <laughs> I was done with this one. And it didn't work out for you. It, it did not. Least... It did not. <laughs> That's
0: basically how that, that turned out. Uh, it was Missouri awesome for about five for... seconds, though. Missouri looked bad for all of that five seconds. And then they looked great
1: for the other 59 minutes and 55 seconds. I figured out how to get Missouri to, uh, how to get Tennessee to lose. Watch a single play of all of their games.
2: Don't tempt me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next up, number nine, Ole Miss. At number two, Georgia. The Bulldogs came in here and took care of business. Ole Miss looked pretty good for the first two drives. Yep. But Georgia then came out and. Whooped that ass, as they do say. Do you do oh, you still think
2: Ole Miss
1: has a shot in this one if it's played in Oxford? I again what I've seen the what I have seen Georgia play on the road, yes. Georgia had well, an animal.
0: Brock Bowers played. Also yes, he is back fully healthy. Yes. Ole yes. Miss had no shot. Yes. Marvin and Mims not Marvin Mims. McConaughey. No. the... Tackle, Mims. I forget his first name. Not oh. – obviously not Marvin. Marvin. No, that's, that's a skinny wide receiver. The one tackle, last name is Mims, uh, like going to be a first-round tackle out of Georgia. He was healthy and he played, so Georgia was going to be fine. Anyway – uh, moving right along to the rivalry games, because that's all we had for ranked versus ranked matchups. Starting off with the rivalries, though, we had to look at Friday night, North Texas at SMU in the Safeway Bowl. And this is another game that looked pretty close for a little bit there.
1: And then SMU it was
0: pulled away 45 to 21. The Pony Express is all ready for the ACC. <laughs> they had uh... a. <laughs> The Pony, uh, what was it? They had, they had some ACC memes or like some shit on their tents already. Oh, God. It's, they're, they're so ready to be done with the American, apparently, which is weird because this is their best season in the American, and they might have a shot to actually play in the title game for once. So I would recommend focusing on that if yeah. I were the
2: team. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the last good season they have for a fucking while. So. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see SMU come out and like bitch,
1: slap Clemson. Depends so. how much they pay their players. Legally now,
2: <laughs> legally, they're paying oh, them before they're has cool. to go legal or legal.
0: Clemson is not built on nil. Their na- they're built on a name, image, and likeness of Christ, as Dabo said. So SMU can use the nil money oh to my actually God. get players. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturdays, on Saturday the rivalries looked like this. Starting off with Yale at Princeton, the second of the Big Three matchups. The Ivy's uh, like
1: uh, bonus football. I see.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. This one went to double overtime. Yale does pull it out, thirty-six to twenty-eight, stopping Princeton in that last frame. And this will go down to the game to determine the winner of the Big Three and determine the outright winner of the Ivy league and determine the winner of the game. So Harvard Yale I, is a massive one next week.
1: I thought I had seen somewhere that Harvard already clinched the Ivy.
0: They have clinched at least a share of the, ah, Ivy.
2: even if they did who fucking cares. Cause they're not going to do anything with it. Moving right along. Should be an eight. A- wow. Team. Next up Georgia tech at Clemson. <laughs> I guess we are moving right along. Uh, Clemson,
0: Won this one handily, forty-two to twenty-one. Really wasn't even that close. Weird as that sounds, I picked Georgia Tech because I felt like it and I wanted Clemson to lose. It really did not work out for me.
1: No, no, it I, didn't.
0: there, no, it didn't. Nothing else I can say to that one. Uh, Clemson, this was their best game. Ever? Dabo Sweeney
2: <laughs> unlocked the inner workings of everything. And has this team working terrifically now.
0: Except for that one fake punt. Unfortunately,
1: (laughs) that needed to happen back in August.
0: Yeah, that would have helped them quite a bit. But, you know, they're bowl eligible now. So, good on them. Uh, (laughs) Next up here, Penn at Harvard. We all picked Harvard. And, man, did they make it sweaty. This was a two-point game. In the two-point shootout of triple overtime, Harvard stopped Penn at the end there. 25-23 to for the Crimson. Jeez. They also (laughs) like playing with fire. Sweaty. Yeah.
2: What a sweaty, disgusting game.
0: We also got a great graphic in this one comparing Thor Griffith, the defensive tackle for Harvard, to Thor Odinson, the Avenger. it. It was very nice.
2: Go check out Discord. That's where we had it.
0: (laughs) Next up, Cornell at Dartmouth. One of the unnamed rivalries of the Ivy League, but they've been playing each other for like 100 plus years, so they kind of don't like each other now.
1: If it's an an in-conference Ivy League game, it's probably a rivalry. At this point, yes.
0: Unless you're playing Cornell, in which case nobody gives a shit.
1: (laughs) Except for
2: Dartmouth, apparently. Well, yeah.
0: Well, because nobody
1: else cares about Dartmouth either.
0: Well, or Columbia, I guess, is the other, the C one that nobody cares about either, other than Dartmouth. So. (laughs) (laughs) CDs. Yeah, there we go. There's something to work with. Uh, Dartmouth, yeah. Dartmouth was the better team here. I kind of knew that going into this. I picked Cornell because it's the Ivy League and they do weird shit all the time. And then for the first time in Ivy League history, a game went exactly as expected. So I guess that's also a little bit unexpected at this point. So that's fun, I guess, except for me losing a game. Fuck you, Dartmouth. That's a theme that we're going to see. Look here. at
2: look at this perfect slide for me. I think my last slide yeah. was perfect. I think the one before it was perfect. It's been... Oh, no, the one before it wasn't perfect. It's fine. It's
0: yeah. fine. Well, let's move on here. Uh, you're not perfect anymore because we're starting off with Wofford at the Citadel, Battle for the Big Dog Trophy, and uh, Wofford won 11-3. to <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> We we talk about the Sickos Committee too much on here, but the beveled dog might have been the best thing on Twitter this weekend.
0: And it was won 11-3. Like that is the perfect what? encapsulation of what it means to be a sicko's game. <laughs> Facts. Oh,
1: jeez! What a
0: what an experience.
1: So disgusting. <laughs> Doug, I I am upset with you for this next game. You forgot your number one rule: if the game is on CW, NC State wins. That has never been my rule. You've well, made this my be. rule. It's not it my should rule. Be. They're seven and zero on the
0: CW. <laughs> My rule has always been: if it's on the CW, the game's gonna be weird, and it was because who would have picked <laughs> NC State to win twenty-six to six? Holy shit! Wake Forest couldn't even move the ball after they almost beat Clemson, and they like were looking really good against almost everybody they've played this year. Even though they're now four and six, fucking gross. Yeah, NC but- State is so weird.
1: NC State. That they're perfect
0: for the CW. Yes, they are crazy perfect for the CW. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. NC State. I respect them so much, <laughs> and I do not understand them still. You respect them, and you end. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Next up here, at least I got one right. Hey, you got uh, one. <laughs> it at Syracuse here. Uh, Garrett Schrader was healthy, which helped a lot. As a matter of fact, he was a little bit too confident in his health for my liking. Lined up at wide receiver and did a backflip instead of blocking anybody on a play. Uh, that's insane, but <laughs> played well enough for Syracuse to get the win.
2: <laughs> what? I thought Jay Cutler set the standard for quarterbacks on not Wildcat caring. formation. Yeah, and not caring. Hands on the hips, just like this is not going to fucking work. Why the fuck? Wait, am I out here? Where's
1: Where's my cigarette? Like,
0: well, there's that's not caring. This is a completely different thing. I don't even know what to call this. They ran to the opposite side of the formation. Obviously. Because your quarterback's out on that side. He and was, uh, he, he did a
1: backflip. He was supposed to be a distraction.
2: Well, he... He worked.
1: distracted
2: somebody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next hey, up, Miami. Right.
0: At number four, Florida State. Florida we State. Almost got
2: skunked on this one. Shit! Hold out a
0: squeaker. 27-20. to A uh, little bit too close for comfort for most Florida State fans' likings. Uh, yeah. I will say, Miami has been a solid team all year it really shouldn't be surprising they were in this one but the fact that florida state had to pull out some heroics maybe is a little bit worrying in this one
2: in this one late in tallahassee yeah I, not, looking at florida state as the number four team in the country i am worried and i'll tell you the, the biggest thing i'm worried about is that acc title game if they lose those motherfuckers will open the path for Alabama to go straight in to the mm-hmm. uh, the college football well, playoffs.
1: I don't necessarily know about that because you need both Florida State and uh, Washington to lose at this point. You need them both to go down because I, what I want
0: to have happen. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I
1: was going to say the only way Alabama gets in is over a one loss non-conference champion.
0: What I really want to have happen here is that we get a repeat of the 2014 playoff in some seed order: Ohio State, Alabama, Florida State, Oregon. That would be incredible for the memes. What, what a, a way, way to end. That would what be a way awesome to,
1: to wrap up. <laughs> what a way to wrap up the uh, the bow there the on, 14, 14 yeah, the, on the fourteen playoff. That's it. And it could it could Call still it, happen, put, right? Put, yeah, put the fix in.
0: It very well could still happen. Very well could still happen. Alabama needs to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. You know, Oregon to beat Washington in the rematch of the Pac-12 title game. Ohio State wins out, Florida State wins out. That's that's your playoff. Yep. <sighs> that would be
1: it's yeah. It's not just that it could happen. It's actually relatively realistic. And in that scenario,
0: we would most likely get another year of Ohio State Alabama semi. Oregon-Florida State semi, just like we had in 2014. Yep. That would be (laughs) – what what a way to go out. (laughs) Next up here, this was almost the slide of dreams. We all picked the same team for every single one of these five games, and it started off wonderfully. I guess TCU decided the second half they were going to scare the shit out of us, uh, but it started off wonderfully for the first half of Texas TCU – where it was 26 to three at one point, I believe, when I looked at the score. And then it ended up 29 to 26. Uh, damn, that's
1: close. So, <laughs> rivalry game, anything can happen.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but Texas very much does stay alive in some of those playoff and Big 12 title conversations, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they've already clinched your spot in the Big 12 title game. But, anyway, Florida at LSU. This game was close for a half, and then LSU started opening some things up. Jayden it was Daniels close. is absolutely my pick for the
2: Heisman Trophy, by the way. At this point, yes. Yes. It was close. I want to say it was into the fourth quarter. It was still close, and then LSU yeah. completely opened it up. That's fair.
0: That's fair. LSU – I felt like LSU was really gaining momentum, though. Florida – like, it, it felt – unstoppable at some point to me
2: florida was chasing the game like don't don't get me yeah. wrong there they were absolutely chasing the game but they were they were there until they weren't
1: yep
0: that is usually how that yeah, goes that's how it goes
1: i said <laughs> yup and went had to think about it for a second
0: <laughs> you're welcome for the free point on this one tug by the way you were so close to picking duke i was, I was like, so what?
1: close to being right too
0: But you weren't weren't. until I told you you need to make it North Carolina so we could have a nearly perfect slide. A shot at greatness. Anyway, uh, we went three for three to start off here. Let's focus on the positives. This one went to double overtime. Hell of a game. (sighs) I watched the majority of this game while I was in the stands at Georgia Southern at Marshall. Uh, But (laughs) it was worth it. North Carolina does win this one in double overtime, 47 45. Gotta say there was a missed call in that second overtime for North Carolina. They had an offensive lineman up the field on that two point play, and the ref didn't call it. But which is a maybe big deal. Anyway.
2: Which is a big deal, though, because they convert it and then Duke does not right. convert their two point
0: Yeah. So
2: right. I gotta say though, that was was it that game or was it a different one? Where it was the best reverse, uh, th- this was a pretty good reverse pump fake. It looked like he was going to run. And then I just mean, did a jump pass.
0: I think Drake may had like three of those in this game alone. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's that exact play you're thinking of, but one of the plays this game. Yeah,
1: my analysis on this though kind of held true. Where Duke has played its best football with or without Riley Leonard in the Tobacco Road series. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. But
0: they lost, and you're welcome for the free point. So, suck it up. Uh, next God, up I hate here, Matt and West. Yeah, Fresno State at San Jose State. I was very close to taking San Jose State in this one for some reason, and I didn't trust myself. I went with the Bulldogs because it felt like the safer pick, and it fucking wasn't because the San Jose Spartans decided – that they were going to show up big time here. And uh, I am mad a little bit. 42 to 18, San Jose State. Unreal.
1: No special meme? There it is. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what are we getting on the next one?
0: You
1: know what we're getting.
0: (laughs) A giant blue Falcon because Hawaii took down Air Force.
1: Look, look, look. I got one to say. Well, two. One, stop looking ahead to your next opponent. You've done this for two weeks, and you drop two games in a row to two win teams. Two now. It was, it was always three the three and
2: four win teams. Yeah, yeah. It was
1: always the armed forces. It bowl. was a, everyone's out here talking all this other stuff. Yeah. It was always the armed forces bowl, <laughs> <laughs> which is slightly I... better. Which is slightly better than when I first got to the academy. It was always the famous yeah, Idaho I know. Potato Bowl. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but <laughs> God, this team frustrates me so much at least in this game, there is a little bit of an excuse that Zach Larrier went down again. that's gonna hurt us going into uh into next week uh with whoever wins u n l v air Force will probably clinch their spot in the uh mountain west title game,
0: yeah, and potentially still against Fresno State, even though they lost correct to San Jose state, so. Next week is massive Air Force UNLV in the Mountain West race. Uh, But Hawaii certainly put a wrench in things. If either of you guys make
1: me pick Air Force again, I'm going to hate you. God damn damn it. It It will happen. One of us
0: will do that. Stop it. It's a very important game in the Mountain West. It's probably going to be a really good one. It has to happen. It will be picked. (laughs) He's so mad.
1: Speaking I want of, break of from our picking them. it's been like six weeks in a row
2: because they're relevant. Get over it. I, this is all <laughs> you want for your team, and you're upset. I, I
1: just need a recovery week, guys. You can't have it.
0: Actually, you'll get an army navy week. Oh, wait,
1: I'm still picking them. <laughs>
0: all right, well, let's go to
2: your matchups
0: of the weekend. What do you have for us?
2: Fuck, I'm glad this was a good game because it was the only one that was a good game for me. God
1: damn. Damn.
2: Uh, Temple, USF, I picked this game because EJ Warner is the leading passer in the American Athletic Conference, and USF absolutely fucking contained him. They picked him off three or four times. He was looking pretty rough in the first half. Temple made some adjustments just in general to their whole fucking team, was able to contain Byron Brown, was able to pick him off a few times, force a few turnovers. They made it very interesting down the stretch, but USF is the better team. And I said it last week and I'll say it again. I'm very scared to play this USF team. If I'm anybody in the American athletic conference in the next two to three years, they're going to be a tough out going forward for that matter. If temple can start figuring some other things out and putting a more complete game together, they're going to be a very dangerous team as well. Both of these quarterbacks, they've got some issues. EJ Warner's got the pedigree; he's got everything else going for him. There's not a lot of talent around him at Temple, unfortunately, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And as far as USF goes, Byron Brown just needs to get experience, and he's going to be dangerous. Bulls win yeah, this was one. An awesome game! Yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-three. This was this was the best. This was the best game I picked in a long time. <laughs> True. <laughs> the next game, not so much. I I saw this one, uh, two six and three teams conference matchup, Tennessee State versus Eastern Illinois. And I thought, man, you know, give Eastern a little bit of an edge. That's why I picked the Panthers here at home in Charleston. I did not expect a 30 to 17 shellacking here. Uh I turned this one on for a little bit, saw the score, and was like, Well, there's other games I'm trying to watch today. Guess I'll move on. Um <laughs> Yeah, I rough. Yeah, and then last but not least, I I tried to stick with this one, I really did, but as soon as it started raining down in Orlando, I had number fifteen Oklahoma State going up against UCF. UCF gets their second Big Twelve win, forty five to three. I think when I turned it on, it was already fourteen to nothing. I saw them score again. I flipped off, flipped back, and it was raining so hard there was rain covering the camera lens, and I was like, well. You ha- at least you beat Oklahoma this year. You won the final Bedlam game. <laughs> so, so I knew it was over.
1: So here's the thing. This is how you know Oklahoma State has not played in Florida in a long time. And what I mean by that is you're going to Florida, and anybody who knows Florida knows you're a, you're bound to get a rainstorm because it just feels like it. Oklahoma, sh- uh, Oklahoma State showed up to uh, Orlando without any rain gear at all. Did not bring it with them. Wasn't in the forecast. so They didn't think of it. Bro, you're going to Florida. Always bring your rain gear.
2: And it rained its fucking ass off. It's not even like it just for, rained a little bit.
1: No, it rained right. its ass off the way Florida does for about an hour, hour and a half. And then it stopped. Yep. Because it Pretty did much. stop by the time the second half started. But UCF <laughs> did
0: not stop raining down points on these motherfuckers. No, facts. And UCF kept coming.
2: Oh, yeah. How oh. much you want to the bet... UCF they
1: had their rain gear on the sideline. How much
2: you want to bet they didn't bring longer cleats, too?
1: <clears throat> I guarantee you. Just, right. I mean... it, it right. that That is... Outside I, of just the execution errors on the field, that is 100% a planning and coaching mistake. Like, program-level mistake. That, honestly, at this level of football, should be unacceptable.
0: I gotta Talk say, about- too... Talk about coaches who can't get over the hump. I saw plenty of Oklahoma State fans on X talking about how Mike Gundy does just enough every single season. He like gets to the level where you're definitely coming back next year, but then just loses every game after that. You you mean like a
1: coach that opens the season eight and and then drops two to two and seven teams? Hey something like that. Hey, maybe
2: Hawaii was three and seven. No, calm the fuck down.
1: Oh, oh my bad. Much better.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're a four a win team now. Win
1: it, whole game better. Fucking,
2: they still are in bowl a, contention. A, a, a I'm still mad.
0: No, I don't think we they know. Are in bowl contention. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, they get. Technically
2: they are kind technically. Of. They are, and JMU still isn't. I actually NCAA. think they're I
1: I think they're still technically eligible for the Hawaii Bowl. Actually,
0: <laughs> it's inevitable. I don't think. Any of us know the rules well enough to know the answer to that one. When they real. get
1: their 13th game, we'll know.
0: And I've read the rule book. Anyway, I'm my sorry. games of the weekend. Starting off here in the Patriot-Fordham at number 25 at the time, Lafayette. And uh Lafayette kind of beat the piss out of Fordham. Not going to lie. This was uh, an eight-point final score. It took Fordham... Uh, A garbage time touchdown with two minutes left in the game to make this look good. Lafayette controlled this one. I did not expect that at all. The Leopards are apparently for real. And if they win the rivalry next week, they will be in the FCS playoffs. So that's pretty awesome. But also, holy shit, did not expect that. (laughs)
1: That's why we watch football. We don't look at it in the score on the stat lines. You can't read football, as the saying goes. Uh, <laughs> next
0: up here, I had homecoming for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, and uh, it got spoiled. New Mexico you, State.
1: It got Oof. killed, one might say. You you goaded
2: me into taking New Mexico State, and it worked out for me. It ba- your plan backfired on you, even if you were going to take not this. Even what I,
0: it's not even why I did that.
2: It's like Fuck half the reason.
0: No, he had not. the game Fuck
1: circled you. from the beginning of the season. And it
0: circled since, like, May and <laughs> when the schedule came out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. New Mexico State won 38-29. Like, I, I think there is an argument here that this was a pretty decent game. But New Mexico State just kind of handled things at the end there. I don't know. I'm not going to fight too hard for the point. It's just I
2: think, I think New Mexico State just did what good teams do. They closed the game out. I don't think that takes yeah. away from the rest of the game. I'd be willing to give you a good game on this one. One
0: game I know there's no argument is a good game. UC Davis at Idaho State, which I got skunked on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I picked Idaho State to win in their home dome. But... <laughs> The dad bested the son. (laughs) Hawkins, the father, beat Hawkins, the junior. Uh, With like 20 seconds left on the clock, UC Davis got the last stop of the game, batting down a pass, and UC Davis walks away with a seven-point win. This was a tightly contested (sighs) one the entire way. Idaho State was trailing the entire way, but still never felt out of it at any point. And made UC Davis sweat the entire time. UC Davis might very well end up in the playoffs. I know they're six and four right now. If they get to seven and four, there is a real shot for them to be in that large bid. This game would actually be a feather in the cap, I would yeah. say. This proves they can handle tough environments. Idaho State is not a bad team this year, even at three and seven. And honestly, kind of impressed me for the Aggies.
1: No, that's that's valid point. I still think a lot of the FCS playoffs and who gets the at-large bids comes down to uh, money, money. <laughs> Who's willing to pay to have have an at-large right. bid? Uh, that's right. basically that. Actually, is confirmed.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> so do I get a do I get a plus
1: one or a nothing for this? Man, this is where it feels tough because I feel like when it comes to my games and this week. Is an exception. My games did not look good on paper this week. I'm going with it, but I feel like I've had a couple that have been on the borderline, and I haven't gotten any love. But at the same time, it's tough. Jerry, we can. I I
0: So this is a good one for the throw on the X here. New Mexico State, West Kentucky.
1: Yeah, that's probably. That'll determine whether or not I
0: get a bonus point or no bonus points. But I'm absolutely not getting a negative. The UC Davis Idaho State was great.
2: Yes. I'll put it up here right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get the I'm not putting a skunk in my own face again. I've done that once. It was bad enough the first time. But getting getting three-way fingered. Oof. <laughs> think about Can that. Can we a change second.
1: the slide before I have <laughs> to think about that? <laughs> all right my uh my first game here was Wyoming at UNLV uh, I was expecting Wyoming to come out uh fight for something Mountain West championship game by vi- uh hopes on the line um you heard me talk earlier that there are four quarters to football Wyoming played a very good third quarter that's nice. it mm, that um, nice. Yeah, UNLV played <laughs> the other three quarters. Uh, UNLV did not show up in the third quarter. You know, <laughs> I would
0: rather play a three quarters of football than only one quarter of football.
1: Uh, this game was, I want to say, 21 nothing going into half. Wyoming made it interesting. It was 21-14 going into the fourth quarter. And then UNLV topped it off with another 10 points to take the game, uh, 34-14. I... It's tough because that defense in the second half was a lot better, but UNLV was the answer in this game the whole way. There is no question. Uh, You could watch that first half and know which way this game was going. So they topped it off, and
0: then they're also in Las Vegas where it's legal to get topped off.
1: God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the next game I had on tap, uh, we all got that right. We all picked UNLV. Uh, the next game I had on tap here was uh, the battle of the bottom of the barrel, uh, literally, for the Mountain West – not Mountain West, uh, Missouri Valley. Goddamn.
2: Missouri Valley Football Conference. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Words. Uh,
1: Western Speech. Illinois at 0-9, <laughs> was traveling down to Indiana State, also at 0-9. and I was hoping for an ugly, sickos-type battle, but uh, apparently Indiana State does, in fact, have an offense that occasionally shows up. Uh, which, yes, Doug, as you are motioning for audio listeners, is exactly what you had said. Uh, yeah. Indiana State puts this one away, 27-6. to 6. Uh, The Missouri Valley is not giving Western Illinois any love in their last season and is quite literally saying, good riddance, I hope to never see you again. Yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out, huh? Uh, well,
0: no, no, this they're, was... they're
1: actively hitting them with the door <laughs> on the way out.
0: No, this it's nice to know that I can get one right every once in a while after what happened the carnage earlier this week. I called this game basically exactly to a T. Yeah. I love it. You did. Um feels good. My
1: final game. I did not call. (laughs) Well, not only did you not call it, you called the exact wrong thing on this one. You had, and I quote said, Georgia State plays much better at home. But (laughs) <laughs> Appalachian State is like an NC State. Oh my god, I want to see App State versus NC State on the CW.
0: I couldn't handle it emotionally.
1: <laughs> um App State is one of those teams where just weird things happen and they have since 2007. Um Appalachian State goes down to Georgia State, wins it 42 to 14, moving on to 6 and 4 clinching bowl eligibility. Georgia State fallen to six and four look guys I'm really upset at this because the way all of these games matched up I thought I had a good shot at in one team on every game just decided no there's no football this weekend I'm not even gonna ask I know which way this is going there's there's no way for me to try and disguise it or hide it I'm just upset that I got let down by all these teams
0: you didn't have any good games, but you did pick some interesting matchups that made it difficult for us on Thursday. And, you know, sometimes that's the best you can hope for. So, no, because now I'm did, taking
1: the negative one.
0: Which I enjoy, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> and it makes up for the one point that I gave for, you when I told you to take North Carolina.
1: For and it every, ended
0: up not mattering anyway. For, <sighs> Terrible.
1: For every step I get closer to you, I take another step back.
0: Well, speaking of which, let's look at the next slide here uh, because you closed the gap considerably, but the bonus points might very well make the difference here. Uh, So, in third place is uh, yours truly. I'm going to go cry now. This was bad. 16 and 14 is my worst week ever. So, that's cool. Love that. Not
2: really. You're
1: over 500. 500. Not good enough. You you are good. over five hundred. It's not good enough. That's fine. That's the best. We can in ask. fairness, <laughs> we
2: all are. Fate. Correct. I'm not okay. I with didn't
1: that. say he was the highest over five hundred. I just <laughs> said he was, in fact, over five hundred.
0: I am not one of those mid-level teams that's okay with that. Anyway, uh, Tug, you technically have a lead if it were just games but with bonus Ooh. points
2: I still have the lead you have a two-point lead on me
0: <sighs> feels so good I, yeah two-point uh, lead yeah I, I figured this encapsulated your emotions if you can't see the screen it's it a really screaming, enraged Pepe And <laughs> given bug the win this week
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this. I love this
1: so much. <laughs> Here, see, so, Bug, here's the thing. <laughs> we're getting a aid. Hold on. Hold on. Go back. I, I, I need that showing again. Because, Bug, this is what we are exactly afraid of. You are now within striking distance of bowl season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's not going
1: to happen.
0: It will happen. It you is currently in- happening. It is terrifying. Bug is inevitable just like the Jackrabbits and just like Thanos himself. Anyway. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Because obviously we haven't talked about football enough just yet in week 11. We have a lot more matchups that were worth at least taking a glance at. Starting us off here on Thursday night, Virginia at Louisville was a crazy game. And if I weren't doing the show on Thursday night, I would have been there because, damn, that place was electric and there were a bunch of people at work I that were that. going.
1: And Look I at felt all of these like I games I could have taken.
0: Out. Yeah. Would have gone a lot better for you, but you didn't.
1: Uh, <laughs> would, have been, would have been a lot cooler if I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One big ranked upset, Texas Tech over number 16, Kansas, with a last-second field goal, 16-13 to 13 for Texas Tech. That was the uh, last starter. second field goal in favor of the ranked team, Arizona over Colorado. And Colorado and Deion Sanders are still reeling. Uh, Tulane is playing things way too close for comfort. I can't believe there's no other group of five team pushing them for the
2: New Year's
1: Six. SME will.
2: Tulsa is weird because they do this all the time, even when they're not good. They play the best teams in the conference really close and beat them sometimes. They play to their opponent.
1: They play yeah. up or down to their opponent. Which is a one really game on bad here that coaching was inconsistency.
0: One game on this slide that was not close, but I put it on here anyway. Northwestern beat Wisconsin twenty four to ten. That just <laughs> weirded me. I don't know if I had to put it on here. Uh, what is the hell, it, Wisconsin?
1: Aren't we still eligible for, like, a four-way tie in the Big Ten West? I
0: think we're still on track for a seven-way tie where Nebraska wins the division. I think that is still technically possible. I'm not sure.
1: It's tough because Iowa won this weekend, and I know they had to lose, I think, for the seven-way.
0: I don't know. At this wow. point, at this point, who the hell knows? Uh, one... Game that's not on here that I did want to shout out Maryland finally got the bowl eligibility. Let's go Terps. It hey, hey,
1: October Maryland finally went away.
0: After starting five and zero, it took them a month and a
2: half to get that sixth win. Let's go! But they and it got was, it. It was forty-four to
1: thirty-eight
2: in Charlotte, not 44-28 in OT. Like that would have been here. a
1: wild OT.
2: Would have been an yeah. insane OT.
0: Yeah, but... it would have been illegal OT. Which is the most sick of of all.
1: (laughs) Theoretically, you could win by up to what 13 in overtime? Hmm. Yeah. Technically. Actually, 14 Uh, if you go for two and get it on the first one. True. True.
0: True. That is possible. Uh, This slide is a lot more full than usual because I added a whole other column because the FCS was incredible this week and nobody can tell me otherwise. I think we just need to start with the last taken.
2: We just need to start with the last game, Eastern Kentucky at Central Arkansas. Dude. I have watched the replay of that final Hail Mary about five times, and I still don't know how Central Arkansas comes up with the ball. I I know, me either. I see it get batted down, and I lose it completely. And the next thing I know, the the two Central Arkansas receivers in the end zone have their hands up and are jumping up and down.
0: Right. It doesn't make sense at all. Eastern Kentucky finds ways to lose. It irritates the shit out of me because I thought they were going to be good this year, and they kind of are, but they're also just kind
2: of refused to
1: they're, be good. They're snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Unreal. St. Thomas is another one of those teams that I want to be granted early eligibility for the postseason and playoffs. It won't happen until I know. <laughs> That's the worst. Run- so, brutal. I'm not even saying it needs to be this year, but, like, give them twenty. 20- 425 like they have won this conference now two years in a row and get no love for it actually
0: they're probably not winning the conference it feels like a de facto pioneer title game when drake and butler play uh i don't know i don't think butler actually still has a shot but it's it's either drake or davidson i think really anyway uh, three ranked upsets this week of unranked by unranked teams. Number four, Idaho lost to Weber State 3129. Northern Iowa lost to Missouri State 35 16. Insane. And number seven, NC Central lost to Howard 50 20. Not only does that put Howard in the driver's seat of the MIAT conference. It potentially gives NC Central a path to the college the FCS
2: playoffs. Did did they play off?
0: If uh, if if Howard wins this week, Howard's in the celebration bowl, and NC Central could accept a, a is, an at large bid.
1: The, I, I really feel like I, this is a thrown game. There's I, no way.
2: I just want to say. They need to, the the Miac and the SWAC need to just petition the NCAA and figure out how to change their schedule to get the Celebration Bowl in before the playoffs so we don't have to, we don't have to have NC Central or a team of their caliber like Jackson State last year. And for that matter, NC Central miss the playoffs or have to lose a random game like this just to be able to Correct. try and win a college championship crazy i
0: can't fathom that being the case that they intentionally threw this game like there's no coach in the world who's ever going to actually legitimately suggest that you do that on purpose but damn that it this would be the way to do it if you were going to do it so (laughs) it really worked out if that was the plan (laughs) also shout out to tarleton state uh really under the radar all season for most folks Uh, we've talked about them a couple of times i don't feel like we've talked about them enough Tarleton State out of the Southland has just looked pretty good this year and kind of exciting.
1: Tarleton State has been a pleasant surprise this year all year, and like you said, they are turning it around, getting to be one of those better programs.
0: Another one of those pleasant surprises would be Georgetown for me. But uh, let's go ahead and move on here. we got a couple other things to hit on because – the Division II and Division Three football playoff brackets have been released. They only play 10 weeks with an 11th week kind of at the start for some teams uh, in Division II. Division Three is only 10 games, period. So their season's already over. They're getting ready for the playoffs here. This is the way they release the bracket. So I know it's irritating as hell to look at, but these are the correct quadrants.
2: Just imagine... Imagine the ones on the right are flipped.
0: Yeah. And for division two, they will get reseeded by the time we get to a semifinal. I think division three is similar in that way. So these brackets are really important where you are regionally is very important. Yeah. Especially look down at that bottom, right? Colorado school of mines, Augusta, Minnesota state, Western Colorado, Texas, Perman basin. That's a, Tough ass side of the bracket, Bemidji State down there. I mean, well,
2: I want to throw out wasn't the division championship Grand Valley State versus Ferris State last year? And we're getting that in the first round,
0: yes, yes, it was. That has got to be one of the most hyped first round matchups we've had in a long time. If you want to go,
2: if you want to go to a less hyped one, come see me this weekend. I'll, I'm, I think I might be going to the Central Missouri Henderson State game. Nice.
1: Nice. It it is important to note, too, that at least from what I'm seeing, when you look at these brackets, a lot of them are regionally kind of focused. And that's a lot of people might question that. But what it comes down to is it's cheaper for the programs. Uh, These programs don't have as much money. It's like you were saying, Doug, it is very important where you are regionally. And yeah, that school of minds bracket is going to be nuts. So, we're
0: going to see that even more when we get to Division Three. Regionality matters a lot. Correct. Uh, yeah, because... Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: it's ooh. not like the NCAA basketball tournament where we just call it the Northeast. No, if you were in the Northeast region, you are in the Northeast bracket.
0: That Mountain Union, Alma, DePaul, Endicott, Cortland, oh my God. Susquehanna, Grove City.
1: Oh, my God. What?
0: What a region to be
1: in. The region uh, across what's it, six wow. teams? No, eight teams has a combined total of six losses.
0: Yeah, and four of them are for Alfred State. Now, Alfred State is in the playoff because of an automatic qualifier. They won their conference. So it's a six and four team, but they've beaten the right teams to get here. Yeah. So it's still. Still, a round of applause to Alfred State, and
1: nobody else in that conference has more than a single loss, <laughs> or in that division bracket. That one,
0: that's bracket. Not, yeah, that's that that quadrant of the bracket. We'll get there eventually. We uh, got
2: we got some other you know recognizable names in here. We got Wisconsin Whitewater, uh, Johns Hopkins,
1: Wisconsin Wisconsin Lacrosse.
0: Lacrosse yep, Harden Simmons down there nine, nine, 9 and one North Central. North Central and Mount Union have felt like the two powerhouses in Division 3 for a little while now. North Central doesn't look like it based on the way this bracket is set up. Not exactly seeded, it's a little bit more regional than that even when we get down to Division 3. It's as regional as possible, but North Central is considered the number 1 team in the country right now. Mount Union number 2. So, it's Wasn't
2: it, I feel like Wheaton was NAIA not all that long ago.
0: That is very possible. Uh, getting into division three is a lot different than like elevating from a division to a different division. Joining the NCAA is not restricted in the same ways. So interesting. Very well could have been a couple of they years They want ago. you
1: to join the NCAA. They don't want you to move around inside the NCAA. Right. Theoretically it'd be a very bad idea, but theoretically I believe you could go from NAI straight to division one in the NCAA and be like playoff eligibility. Yeah. Right away. Here you go. <laughs>
0: I don't know about that. That'd be uh, sus. <laughs> we'll see. Lincoln it sounds like something trying to the NCAA do would do. It's not going well, but they're trying. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the prospect previews for this week. I had one offensive, one defensive prospect that I was looking forward to watching this weekend in a couple of big time matchups. Starting us off here with Savior Truss. Offensive lineman for Georgia, you might have noticed compared to last episode. I added a position for him in 2023 because he started this game at right tackle. Then the next series, he came out and played left tackle and then went out for the rest of the game. Nobody talked about it, and I can't find any information about it anywhere, including from the school itself. I think what happened is that he re-aggravated an ankle injury he sustained against Vanderbilt. I didn't talk about his ankle injury because I thought he was fully recovered and nobody had been talking about it for a while now. That might be a concern going forward. I don't know because nobody's talking about it. So as far as I can tell right now, he seems to be a legitimately good prospect who can do four of the five positions of the offensive line. Wherever you want to plug and play him, he might be an adequate backup at least. Immediately in the NFL.
1: So, so I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna throw out an ankle. Yeah, I'm gonna go throw out an alternative explanation other than just doom and gloom. Uh, you said he was in for the first few series, those are the series they needed him. Uh, after about that second, if not third series, is when Georgia started to open the game up wildly. So, even if he had tweaked his ankle slightly, I wouldn't put it past him to go, We need you, we're not gonna play you.
0: Yeah, I you wouldn't say that though. after after two series, it was fourteen ten. Like Ole Miss was very much in the game at that point. It wasn't like that's well, it, Georgia wasn't really opening things up on them it, until. So what I'm saying, in the it, second quarter, it could have been they based on two series.
1: When the trainers got back to the coach and said, "Hey, he could go. Here's your re-injury chance." That could have been after the turn had happened.
0: I, mean, sure. I don't know.
1: I, I'm just I'm throwing out faith for a Rhode Island guy here. Okay, leave me alone. Sure.
0: Uh, it will be something that gets looked at in the pre-draft process now, though. Is that yeah, idea. oh, one hundred percent. Just something to keep in mind, and why he's not a first-round pick. So, uh, moving on to Josh Newton, quite a few things changed on this slide for Josh Newton. Uh, adding another 140 yards allowed, adding the only touchdown allowed this season so far and gaining about 10 points of completion percentage allowed in a single game. That is not good.
1: Uh, <laughs> Has he heard about his daddy Quinn Ewers or his daddy, Xavier worthy. It's one of those. Two. Got introduced.
0: <laughs> uh, so we had talked about my concern for Josh Newton was a speed. And this was a great matchup because Texas, Texas receivers speed. have speed this year. and, Some corners can do without top-end speed. It's true. Yeah. There are some corners who can work around that. Apparently, Josh Newton can't and has been beasting on some slow receivers in college football, and that scares me a lot for Josh Newton right now. It is possible something else was going on. He had an off day. Maybe he comes back from this, but damn, that looked awful. Like, legitimately, that was the worst game he has played in his career. Yeah. And I picked the worst time to highlight it. So, (laughs) like, according to PFF, that was his worst graded game in his collegiate career. Legitimately. Holy shit.
1: (laughs) It's tough. (sighs) I I, I wish I had seen this. Did they put him man-on-man with Xavier Worthy? Because that's the one thing I said they absolutely could not do.
0: But he did cover Worthy enough. That, to get burned, so yeah,
1: that's don't even to even challenge. if
0: you put a safety over the top, you know, you get past the first yeah. guy, it's already very difficult to win Correct. that coverage matchup. So yep, uh, brutal, bad time for my prospect previews this week. Must admit, but well, at least the Terps are bowl eligible. Hey, Terps. but before We're we not get out yet. Here, Stop! Wait a minute. I ain't finishing that. Why not? Because, because you would like it too much, Tug. And I'm all about, <laughs> the show is better when you're sad. As we said on top.
1: <laughs> I've been smiling for like all but two slides here, okay? I know. We got a couple
0: of rivalry matchups middle of the week that we have to pick tonight before we get to Thursday. Because these rivalries don't stop for nothing. One of them is in the MAC. One of them is in the FCS. Let's go ahead and look at how we're feeling. For these midweek rivalries. Maybe. Click the slide. They coming? Maybe they're not. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about it. And we're there. Tuesday, Toledo at Bowling Green. The battle for I-75. On ESPN2. Now, Toledo has won this one a couple of years in a row now. But Bowling Green has looked really good the past couple of weeks. Uh, gotta say, it didn't stop me from taking the Rockets. I don't didn't think it stop stopped you guys either, though. Uh, Toledo's just been on a different level this year. I'm
1: surprised. there. I know they don't play a lot of top-end competition. They don't get a lot of screen time. But I'm kind of surprised that Toledo's sitting not even like being talked about for any of these other bowl options they have. I mean, they did lose to Illinois. So Uh, that is a power (laughs) five team,
0: but it's Illinois. It's 2023 Illinois. So at the same time, it's understandable. (laughs) On Thursday, as we are live with the show, uh, this game will be going on Nichols at Southeastern Louisiana. The Nichols Colonels have clinched an automatic qualifying spot in the FCS playoffs. They upset Incarnate Word earlier in the year and are currently undefeated in the Southland Conference. And they look to close out the season with a rivalry matchup, the River Bell Classic. Bug and I are both taking the Colonels in this one. But what do you think, Tug, with the Lions?
1: The Lions have turned around after their game about – a uh, game against Northwestern Louisiana. Uh, actually, I think are they three and one or four or three and zero since that game? They
0: uh, are three and zero since that game. I will say though, those three opponents have been the worst three opponents in the conference.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> so, what what gets dangerous for these teams is when they start to gain confidence and now they're playing at home. True. On top of that, so you piece together three good wins, like whether they're. Wins over bad opponents or not; those are good wins. When you started the season, zero and seven. Um, man, that's gonna be hard to contend with. Nichols has everything clinched. I'm guessing they're on a bye next week, which, if I do a guess, would have been their Northwestern State or Nor- Northwestern Louisiana game.
0: This is the last week of FCS football, dude.
1: I'm doing math wrong. Yeah, my bad. Why? Wait, why, so Nichols only is only going to get a tenth game. Um.
0: Yeah, because there was one forfeit yeah. in there, Northwest. Yeah, say. yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. Um, man, Southeastern Louisiana is going to go out try and make a name. Uh, get play spoiler, even though Nichols is already already clinched. It's going to be a good game. I'll take the home team uh, with a lot more to gain from this than to lose from it.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking, siding with that confidence angle, go with a team who got their first playoff bid. Since 2016, I believe.
1: Ah, but that party hangover, man, because you know they were.
0: See, I don't think so. They clinched the playoff, but also they're heading into a rivalry. The coach is going to have them hyped as hell to be playing football again. Yeah. And it's it should be a fun one.
1: It'll be a fun one. Uh, you good, bro?
2: I just love people bringing up fucking bullshit from three years ago because they're having a bad fantasy season.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh.
2: Dude, every – this motherfucker's 2-9, and nine, so he brings it up every time that he loses another game, and I'm just fucking over it.
1: I told you I'd have booted him from the league a long time ago personally. I,
2: just fuck, I might just fucking kick him after this year. This is just fucking retarded.
1: 13-team league, man. What can go wrong?
2: Yeah, I've already I literally have somebody to fucking replace him already. So oh, I
1: don't, sold. I mean you I can bring me in, in I'll
2: draft Ohio State, State players. I might just bring you in to fucking manage his team for the rest of the year. Doug <laughs> drops everybody, everybody, everybody and picks
1: up I, nobody but Ohio State players. <laughs> I
0: trade everyone for CJ Stroud and just start nobody but him <laughs> <laughs> and end up winning two games. That
1: might actually turn out <laughs> okay for you. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Ohio State doesn't produce good quarterbacks. CJ Stroud, hold me, hold my nuggets.
0: Suck my potential MVP trophy,
1: bro. They he dropped the OH in Cincinnati. What an absolute baller move. Yeah, I don't understand why that's considered
0: baller. He's dropping the OH in Ohio
1: against Joe Burrow, who went to LSU, who said, and I quote, "I went to class at Ohio State." I played football at LSU. Yeah. It's, it's it just a up good nothing. Right. It cleared it's up literally
0: nothing about what he considers to be his home college. But, you know,
1: I th- it's, I thought it's it
0: fuel cool. for the media fires. It's, it's, it's cool. I don't think it was any way yeah. to, I don't know, didn't feel like a huge spark or like throwing shade or anything. It was just, no. he's in Ohio. He's throwing up the OH. It's cool. I loved it.
1: That's fine. Fine. Yeah. You
0: know what else I Anyway, love? Links. You read the links.
1: Yeah, I know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, these will all be linked in the description below, but I will read them for my co-host's listening pleasure for some reason. Woo-hoo. We have our patreon.com slash btfootball, x.com slash btfootball, facebook.com slash btfootball, instagram.com slash bt underscore football. BDT football.com mailbox at bdtfootball.com, YouTube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches. Both of those are all one word. And our Discord, as always, will be linked below. Bug, do you got a joke for us today?
2: You're such a pussy that you won't read it.
1: Yeah. Why I'm couldn't... not reading random letters. I'm sorry.
2: Why couldn't the yeah. sailor learn the alphabet?
1: All he,
0: he knew was R? Our... Couldn't couldn't get past the C.
2: He kept getting lost at
0: C.
1: Close, close, very close. I mean, uh, same deal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have in the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win a game.